Thanks for tuning in to the Beyond Normal podcast, where we highlight minority business owners and founders, and we use this platform to shed light on their entrepreneur journey. How's it going, everybody? Uh, my name is Kenny Groom. I am the host of the Beyond Normal podcast. You see that right there at the bottom. Our team is doing an amazing job putting on this production. Just want to shout out the folks helping us out here. Uh, it does take a, a, a village to put this production on. Uh, we have a very special guest. As you guys know, that this the second season of the Beyond Normal podcast is actually uh, brought to you by Valorit. Valorit is our partner for the second season. Uh, Brooke Sinclair, she is the CEO and founder of Valor. They're doing amazing things when it comes to supply chain and building some equity into that system. Uh, but uh, we have curated an amazing list of founders for you guys this year for the second season. And so I'd like to introduce my guest, Alexis Snelling. She is the founder of She Transacts. Uh, they're doing amazing things in terms of uh, you know equity for females when it comes to starting businesses. But I want to shut my mouth. I want to pass it over to Alexis for her to give you guys a brief introduction. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kenny. And thank you to Valorit for having us. Uh, we're doing a lot of different things, but just to be here and have the opportunity to share the stories is so important. Uh, what we do at She Transacts is we help really we're fostering a brand new global startup ecosystem. It's a way for founders to be able to reach the resources that they need, connect with investors, as well as the experts on their journey as an entrepreneur. So our platform allows this to happen no matter where you are in the world, uh, any language you may be speaking. And so really giving access to more founders, more diversity, and making sure that you, know, you have the highest chance of success. And uh, it's better for all of us if we all succeed together. So we are accelerating and focusing on female minority founders and underserved communities globally. Thanks for that 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 breakdown, Alexis. Um, you know, I, I know you wanted to share, you know, just a little bit more around the uh, kind of the approach and the methodology that you guys um, use as well. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, everything right now is so important, like how you do this. Like, there's a lot of groups out there that are trying to do similar things, but what's really unique is how we go about doing it. And uh, what's so refreshing is that. We have a founder first approach. We are entrepreneurs and founders ourselves. Everybody in our network understands the pain of growing and scaling and finding the right match for investors and what the real struggles are for us. So for us to have a founders first approach that's starting with that instead of maybe trying to preach to us or educate us, it's like, wait, let's start with the people who are on the ground doing it, who know what the problems are that they need help solving with. And we really, really pride ourselves and are super proud of this. And we're seeing just such incredible progress because we're taking this founder first approach. And um, it's easier said than done. <laughs> it's not easy. That's why it hasn't been done before. Um, but one of the main ways that we're able to come together and foster this like new approach as a group is by promoting collaboration 
with fellow entrepreneurs, like what we're doing with you and Valorit and all these great, amazing companies. It's like we stop looking at each other like competition and start looking at potential opportunities and partnerships and ways to expand and grow faster together. So cooperation, looking at that collaboration, you know, that's that's the hard part, but it, it's it's what's necessary to really make us all grow and use the resources we do have right now to get to that next level in our business. So that's really important why we wanted to share this today. And, you know, cooperation, There's you got to have a common value set. And so our main value set is her, which is leading with humanity, empathy, and inclusion um, and responsibility, how that affects your communities and the people around you. So that's, I think, a big part of what we're doing so that we can really succeed and grow together. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate that breakdown, you know, the methodology that you guys have put in place. I know there was a lot of time and energy that went into that. I, I want to take a step back, though. I want to I want you to tell the folks just a little bit around your background yeah. and, and kind of what led you to this point where you wanted to start this organization and have this focus. Absolutely. Um, so I've been a lifelong entrepreneur even before I knew the word <laughs> um, ever since I was young. Uh, I had to find a way as an Olympic level athlete who didn't always have enough money to train uh, as an Olympic level ice dancer and traveling and having expensive coaches and all these things. So whether that was selling raffle tickets outside the grocery store <laughs> for my first ticket to nationals when I was eight years old <laughs> uh, to pay for my trip or whether that was getting sponsors later on. Um, you know, this is something that's just been in me. If there's something I need to do and I didn't have the resources to do it, I had to find the way um, that included going into school and college. Uh, getting a double major was not easy while I was training at this level. And uh, that came from also being an entrepreneur of sorts. I had to apply for scholarships. I had to apply for grants. Um, you know, I had to market myself as, as an entity in a business. So that led into then a serial career of uh, starting my own companies and my own businesses and scaling. And ultimately after all these experiences, I went from being a small business owner with uh, just one or two of us in a retail store that focused in fashion to an international brand expanding all over the world and importing and exporting uh, fashion and designers to North America that previously weren't here. And that led me into ed tech because I learned how to hack things together using Google Sheets and Google's free products. Um, I don't have a tech background. So everything that I learned was very much to make sure the business could function better or we could train more people and more employees. Um, because as you know, as an entrepreneur, as you grow, time becomes a very limited resource and you've got to be really smart with how you use your time and how you scale. And uh, that led me to being a tech CEO and from trying to then raise funds as a tech CEO, getting to the next level after a small business to a national, international business uh, to now a tech startup. And that fundraising process, it was like a whole new world. And that's what led me to She Transacts. Um, it was very difficult to raise. There are very different bars that are set for women and for minority and underserved communities. And 
you know, look at the numbers. Unfortunately, in our industry, uh, very few, 2% of women and even less 0.06% of female Black African-American women get VC funding in the startup world. So when you're really looking for large capital now to expand and grow and take these amazing proven models that we've tested in our small businesses and now go global and make some real global change with it. Um, you know, I saw this was just a losing equation. And unfortunately, post COVID, these numbers have dropped. Q2 to Q3 pitch book reported 49% uh, less investments even than that. So we're chopping all those numbers I just said. Unfortunately, we're going backwards. And it's not because we're not amazing investments or amazing founders and companies with brilliant ideas that are proven. Um, because the opposite is true. We're showing that we're outperforming our counterparts by 35% higher our OI for investors. So that's my journey, my struggle, how it went from just trying to achieve my dreams as from childhood all the way now to the startup world. And um, it's time to fix this. So that's why we're here. Appreciate that, Alexis. Uh, I appreciate you sharing your story. It's incredible. Like you said, you feel like you, you pretty much have uh, run your life like you're a business, the, your entire life, right? Uh, that competitive mm -hmm. landscape from, you know, uh, skating, like you mentioned, you're you were Olympic level athlete. Like, yeah. that's what you really were. Like, it doesn't really matter the sport when it comes to that level of dedication. You got to put in that time and energy. So I appreciate you putting, you know, your energy into a, a topic like this. Now you, you touched on some of the numbers. Yeah. Right. Um, in terms of female, um, you know, funding female businesses when it comes to some of those spaces. I know uh, the specific purpose of She Transact, you guys mentioned that Series A. Um, yeah. So that's kind of earlier on in the process. Like, why is that round? You know, why? Why at that level? Why is it so important to to funnel into, um, you know, female founded businesses? It's it's everything. Um, I mean, there we female founded businesses are such a driving force i mean you can see even culturally there's a movement happening globally right now and women and female founders and definitely are the leaders in communicating this story in expressing the challenges that we're facing post pandemic um we're the most affected being put out of work and job opportunities uh, the highest unemployment is in the female category so we need to retool as a society and as a culture. And um, there's all these amazingly talented people and assets that are just ready to go who wanna help and wanna work. And uh, we gotta make sure the resources are trickling down and getting to them. And a big part of that is not necessarily putting more money into an, a system that may be systemically broken because that's just wasteful as an econ major. <laughs> the econ side of me is like, I don't put more money into a broken pipe for to just leak out and not get to the, the end goal or the end point. So it's really important that we look at like the whole system systemically to fix this. And it's there's nothing more important right now to building our economy globally and getting back to, you know, really what the new normal is going to be. Couldn't have said it any better. Could not have said it any better, right? So I'm going to transition because I feel like you put a pin in that one. Uh, you just dropped uh, several gems, gems on top of gems. That's what we're here about. We want when we have a business owner like yourself uh, sharing your journey. I want to take a take a take it a little bit differently in terms of there's some pain points that come along with running your own business, right? 
Um, and I want you to share, just, just share a little bit uh, with the folks, you know, what's something that you've learned throughout this process of building She Transact that you wish you would have known, you know, at the beginning of the process or even when you, you, you started your, your, your first business, right? Because you, you mentioned that yeah. you started several businesses. Like what's something that you've learned throughout this process, some of that, some of that growing pain um, that you went through? Yeah, I think I think number one is you learn how important it is, even if you are starting over or new. She transacts is is a very new relative entity, but our growth has been because of the amazing relationships and partnerships that we were able to form and really being who we are and authentically connecting with people. And uh, I think that's something looking back as an entrepreneur. Now I realize, oh yeah, the things that really grew my business were like connecting with individuals like you here and Valorit and other amazing people who like, I don't have to explain the problem. We're not here to be in the convincing business. My time's too valuable. The problem's too important. And if I focus on only surrounding myself with good people who are there to help me, and that includes family and friends. You know, it's hard when you're going through a pandemic, we get questioned all the time by family, like, are you sure you guys wanna be taking this huge risk to do this? And you know, you have, yes, you have to make that leap. Nothing is guaranteed in life. That's part of being an entrepreneur. You know what you're going into. And if that is something you're not comfortable with, <laughs> keep it, you know, your day job, so to speak. Um, I mean, entrepreneurship is the hardest route and you hear more no's than any other career path you could probably ever go on. So I think having a really tight knit community that will be real with you, but help you do it, support you in what you can do. Um, I would just be really careful on who you surround yourself with because that's either going to amplify it and get it out there or not. And no matter how much we love the people that might be criticizing, they might be like, you know, doing it because they're worried for us. Um, you know, part of this is you just got to dive in and, and do it and find the people who are going to get in the trenches with you and help you figure it out. Great point. Great, great point there. When I think of, uh, you know, like you say, your immediate surroundings, um, when it comes to entrepreneurship, um, you know, I can speak to, um, you know, the African-American and Latino community. Um, there are instances, right, where our immediate circle, this isn't like a normal everyday thing, yeah. you know, sitting in a room and talking about entrepreneurship and in our families and just our day to day life. And so to your point, you do have to sometimes go outside of your comfort zone. And that actually brings me to my next question, because I know in terms of the purpose for uh, She Transacts, it is around um, you mentioned that female component being first, but then also including, you know, minorities, right, um, you, yeah. know, you know, underrepresented groups. So I guess for African-American, uh, you know, Black History Month, you know, for African-American, you know, female that comes to your group, like what are some of the expectations going in and how have some of the, you know, how has some of those conversations, you know, work, work themselves out as you build this community uh, for them and, and build it out as a resource? Yeah, it's the most important thing to our community is being able to have difficult conversations and inclusive conversations and to always be evolving the conversation. Uh, that is, I think, what has made a lot of the founders, whether they were minorities, whether they came from another country, whatever it is that they, again, they're stepping, everyone's stepping out of their comfort zone right now. And so if we could step into our humanity and realize, hey, we're, we're all people, 
we're all human uh, and really have these genuine conversations in everything we do, whether it's business, how we engage in a community. I think that's the biggest thing is setting expectations of what are those values that we all share to make sure that we continue to have the space be a safe zone, but also an honest zone. Like we're not here to be echo chamber. You know, we're here to celebrate our uniquenesses and our diversity, like leverage that uniqueness of your background, your story. Nobody's story is like my story. And like, that's the beauty of what you're doing is sharing. You have so much you can bring to the table and value. And I think that's what's exciting about people coming into our group is they're realizing by others feeling comfortable to step into their humanity and be who they are they're now given permission to do that. And so we're seeing a, a really amazing transformation that's happening inside the community and a growth because now people are being a lot more honest with each other, giving better feedback, which ultimately leads to us being better leaders as well as doing better business together. I love that so much. I'm, I'm actually sitting here taking notes. Um, you know, because you got so many ideas that you're throwing at me right now, which I love. Um, in terms of, uh, in terms of, you know, that that difficult conversation, right? We 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 got to make sure that we're starting to have dialogue. You mentioned some of the numbers earlier, like you said, funding for um, female-founded businesses, like it's very low, a couple percentage points, right? Um, when you look at maybe African American and Latino, it's an even smaller fraction of that. Um, and, and I wanted to focus just a little bit on. on on the numbers for this next question. Um, I actually looked up, you know, did a little bit of research myself. Um, I think it's Project Diane. They mentioned some of the some of the numbers around the funding when it comes for black owned women. So I guess I'm curious to know, like, what would you tell some of those uh, female founders when they're going to individuals um, and they're and they're looking to get, you know, that big check? Um, it seems like there's somewhat of a a gap there. I don't know what the answer is, but I'm curious, you know, how those conversations are going at She Transacts. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what we're proposing as the new solution. If you continue to fundraise the old way, you're going to continue to get those numbers. So if you want as a founder, you know, the equation going in is what I tell all of our founders. We know the equation. Um, the current system is working exactly the way it was designed to work. That's why the numbers are the way they are. So what we're doing is she transacts is we're saying, okay, don't spend all this time fundraising. Don't spend all this time trying to convince people. Let's take this whole bias out of the equation. If you distill down what it is that founders are doing when they fundraise, it really comes down to they have an idea, they pitch, and then they go through due diligence to close an investment. If we distill it to like a really, really basic couple steps. Well, that's really frustrating for a founder who only has less than a percent of what her fellow founder over here got runway wise. So they are only able to go so long trying to get that next check. And it puts women and women of color at a huge disadvantage. So value your time, know that you're spending too much possibly fundraising the old way, join the She Transacts way. And what that is, is focus on your company, your growth and your traction and let She Transacts go out and match you with the right investors so you can get those checks faster. And at the end of the day, 
you want the number you need in the time frame you need it. So we could increase the amount that you're able to read, increase the pool of investors that you wouldn't be able to reach on your own by dividing and conquering. So we go out and we find more investors globally who are investing in this, who are investing in your category, your business, or just want to invest in a more diverse startup ecosystem. So we're adding investors who want to solve this. And by doing that, getting larger checks, more checks, and faster checks. So $100,000 that takes you a year to get is a very different end valuation or end runway that a founder is working with versus somebody who got $2 million in a year. So what you can do with that, time is a really hidden component. You don't want to just look at the numbers. You got to think about time. How long is it taking you to get to that number. So she transacts is designing it. So your time is spent on growing that company and ultimately, you know, maybe needing less money in the end because your company is making money faster too. I like, I like, I like that. Uh, at the end, you kind of mentioned in that, that, that note on time, how valuable time is, right? Um, when, when it comes to, uh, you know, you being a founder, you being a business owner, you being a boss, you know, how do you, just for your day to day, like how do you determine what gets your time and in the areas? I'm always curious to know, like, how do you tell people no and, and focus on what you need to focus on that drive that drives your business, drives your purpose? Yeah, we have a couple different techniques that we use here as she transacts for all the founders. One is we have a tool where we only put in what we need to do like that day, we break it down into steps, right? So you can really put your blinders on. And as an athlete, you have to put those blinders on. You're not going to get to the Olympics if you don't get there one step at a time. It's not like you start with an Olympic goal. So to get there, you got to break it down. So I think starting with what your goal is for what you're trying to do this year, get that quarterly goal, break that up, and then get that like 90 day goal. And then what is it going to do to get you to each of those steps? So by the end of the year, you're there. And that I think is really important into backing up and to figuring out how you schedule your time. Because that's your, once you know your goals, once you know your 90 days, once you know your 30 days, then you come into like, you know, she transacts and we've got our weekly accountability call for all of our founders that they do peer to peer. Now you've got a group that are just here to help each other make sure we stay accountable to each week hitting that short-term goal. So I think the time you spend needs to be really focused on the baby steps that you need to get to an end goal. And uh, that's really how you should decide where you spend your time is based on that big picture of the goal and then how you break that up into small bite-sized pieces so you can get it done. Gems. Alexis, uh, this is what this platform is for, <laughs> for me to shut up and, and, and let and let you give your give those gems, you know, give your perspective. You guys are building, um, you know, some great framework for uh, founders that, you know, at least try out and, and flex to their schedule. So, so I love hearing about that in terms of um, we talked we touched on a lot on, you know, what the founders, you know, what their what your mission is, uh, what trees she transacts what you guys are um, embedding in some of those founders that you're having conversations with. Uh, I want to switch a little bit and talk a little bit uh, just around the current environment that we're in. Uh, 2020 was a heck of a year to say it in a PG way. Um, 
Lots of things went on. Um, I'm not even going to go down the list, but we had, um, you know, everything, every facet of all of our lives um, was really impacted um, last year. Uh, so I'm curious, you know, just given this current environment um, that we're in here in the States, you know, how are you feeling, you know, about about this current year? And um, like, how are you setting your founders up for success, getting their mind right to handle yeah. whatever you want to call this situation is that we're in? Yeah, we all we're all dealing with the trauma of 2020. And I think that's part of it is like admit that there was some traumatic impact on your life and identifying what that is. And uh, you really have to give yourself as a human being that time to like process whatever has occurred to you. So many people have lost family, their support systems, uh, so much on so many levels that we may not always share as entrepreneurs with one another, but they impact our our ability to go out and to take that next step and to move forward. And, you know, you have to work through that process. So one of the tools that's really important is, you know, asking in your own companies, we ask at She Transacts, how are you? Take a poll of your like mood meter. Like, how are you stressed? Like you need to know your stress level. You need to know where you're at, where you were last week. Are you getting better? Uh, whether that's tracking it in a journal, whether it's in our system when we're asking you and then we check in on each other. Um, you got to take care of yourself because it can be as much of a supportive, exciting thing to look forward to in 21, 21 but you got to really make sure that you're you're taking care of yourself first. So I think we're excited about the fact that moving forward, people are incorporating their mental and emotional state into what they're going to do and how they're going to help others and change the world. So that's what excites us at She Transacts, that now we're not just a number or not just how much money we make, or we're not just about creating more widgets of whatever it is we might be producing in the world. And that's really important. We're all very mission driven and why we started our companies, but we're also taking care of ourselves along the way so we could be the best leaders um, I think all of us are looking at things differently and what life is really about. It's why I wore the dragonfly today, because you got to really think about, you know, what is all this for and what are we doing this all for? I'm, 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 I'm soaking it all up, Alexis. I'm <laughs> soaking it all up. But you're right. Like that purpose. I think we all know it now. Like there, 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 there should be a balance between you know, you getting your check, getting your money, and then at the same time, making sure that you're somewhat whole, right? Um, whatever your life looks like as a whole, you know, whatever wholeness means to you. Um, there's a, I think in the past, you know, just from the conversations that I've had with different individuals, different entrepreneurs, um, there was somewhat of a conflict, right? And there was always this balancing act, um, that work-life balance thing, right? Where some people say it's a figment of your imagination and some people say, hey, you got to have it. Um, there's this middle ground that we got to kind of play to figure out each one of us that forms different. That secret sauce is going to be um, unique to us, um, you know, individually. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. And I mean, it, it affects everybody at every stage. It's not just because you're maybe starting out or you're building your business. Uh, a really sad example of that. It came out in the news recently with Tony Shea, who is CEO of Zappos. You're talking about a billionaire who's doing amazing things and he struggled with founder isolation and happiness. 
I mean, puts perspective on things, you know, when it's like you really got, you look at the world differently. Definitely. Um, yeah, now that, that was sad to hear about Tony as well. Um, again, just 2020, like you said, there, there was, um, there was some, uh, there was some trauma in 2020. So I appreciate you, you know, telling people to take that time, right. Take that time to uh, reflect, you know, make yourself whole, and, and, and then, uh, you know, that, that, that'll set you up for success moving forward. Um, so next up, you know, as we as we look uh, to move forward in 2021 and beyond. Right. Because I know you guys have uh, that that one year, three year, five year uh, plan in place. Yes. A sponsor. She actually said she this is her turn, but I'm running with it because I, I love it so much. The idea of world domination in 2021. So what does world domination look like to you? So what it looks like for for us as she transacts is a hundred million dollars being invested into she transacts female minority companies globally. And we're talking within the year is that is the domination for this year. It's only a million dollars for each runway for a hundred amazing overperforming asset class of an investment uh, to get the runways they need because it's these first hundred that will be able to pay it forward and backward to the next group of founders. And once we can really show this to the world that there's a more sustainable way for founders and companies to grow their businesses together, to cooperate together. And, you know, we really, that's 2021 short term, what we're looking to do. And with our partners, this is not just us out there, but by connecting everybody in the ecosystem. So we're connecting with existing family funds, VCs, angel groups. It's like, let's take all these silos. You see funds popping up all over that are funding, but they're all acting very independently. And we are orchestrating all that to come together in a smarter way using AI and humans together, which is the best of everything, and really make sure these resources get to the founders in a way that's really gonna pay it forward. So. That's our goal for 2021. After that, having our own fund to continue investing this way so we can really make sure resources are getting to the right people at the right time and you know, eliminate predatory investing for minority and female founders globally. We wanna make this a win-win and let's get, let's make the investors more money, make sure they're not leaving money on the table Let's get them into better investments with this overperforming asset class and let's keep this going because that's what the whole world globally is going to need for the best ideas and the best products and world changing movement to happen. So it's it's connected to everything right now. Hey, so I had to put that uh, number at the bottom of the screen. Um, I, like, I like normalizing some of these things and seeing okay. them on paper. Um, I don't know if it, it's like a manifestation thing. I like that. Um, but I, it's just something about seeing it on, on screen. You think there's trillion dollar companies in the world. You know, why can't we pull together a hundred million dollars for a good cause? And I think even to business owners, um, make sure you make sure you got your North Star. The North Star is where it's at for a reason. So we always know where we need to go. And so that's just always something when I hear the numbers, they just excites me. Yes. It just excites me. 
And again, when you break it down, it's actually not as big as it may seem. This is really is a realistic, achievable number. And you got to write your headline if you're going to hit it. So yeah, whatever you want to see on your title of your book or your headline that you're going to see for yourself in a year, do that. I love that so much. Um, and so um, I guess in terms of, uh, you know, how can, um, how can folks, um, you know, reach out, um, you know, this, this is kind of closing for me, but I'm going to pass it back to you in terms of, uh, you know, just letting people know how they can reach out, stay connected to the brand and all the things that you, I know you and the team are working on for 2021. Yeah, absolutely. Well, definitely uh, we have so many ways to help founders and entrepreneurs. So visit the website, www.shetransacts.com. Uh, you could definitely apply as a founder. That's really our way for getting to know you and then be able to match you with the best resources to help you. That's free. <laughs> so definitely encourage to take that first step um, and learn more. We have a YouTube channel that we're putting a lot of shared founder advice. So founders to founders, like we're not selling you anything. We're really doing this to help you not go through the struggles we went through or to share those learnings. So definitely check into our YouTube channel as well for She Transacts. Um, and one thing that can help all of us, and this is something that's really, really important, is in order for change to happen systemically, in order for the media to be covering what we need, we have to have correct data. And everything in the news is pretty much series A on, you know, and there's a huge missing component of small, medium businesses, enterprises, early stage, pre-seed and seed. That is just like this black hole of information that's missing. So please help us. We are doing a global poll for founders. It's a census. So we can ask questions every couple weeks. This founder link will be updated. So you'll go to bit.ly.com forward slash STA for all. That's all caps, STA for all. So we can hear your stories, gather your information, learn what is, you know, working for you, what's not working for you. So we can really get a better data set to share with the world. So we can really make sure that we are seen and we are heard. So just like the census, it affects where the resources are going to go. And uh, we need all of us to come together to really get this data because no one else is going to do it. So we're starting a poll to make sure we can start getting that data together. So that's a huge way you can help right now and uh, share it with a fellow founder or business owner. Appreciate that. And, and like you said, uh, you know, when people are just, you know, um, looking for initial investments in their business, um, you know, that's the toughest part. Yeah, looking forward to what, what that shows because we, we will need data to tell the story moving forward for sure. Thanks for plugging that, Alexis. Yeah, no, I appreciate you giving us a chance to share it with everybody and get in as many entrepreneurs' hands as possible because we could do a lot, especially as we act together. Definitely. Uh, yeah, so we got one comment uh, from Teresa C. Uh, she says she loved the gems, Alexis. You dropped so oh. many gems on our YouTube platform. Couple more folks just chimed in, just saying, "Hey, you know, thanks for dropping those gems again." Uh, yep, Anna, so, so excited to hear uh, you guys are are doing incredible things that she transacts. Of course, Brooke, Brooke in the building. Appreciate it, Brooke. Brooke, 
Thank you, Brooke. I'm, I definitely, we're here. She's one of our first circles and amazing founders. I mean, it takes, like you said, a village. And so yeah, it's great to see everybody. It definitely does. And so, you know, one last time I want to pass it to you, whatever you want to leave folks with as well. I know you just gave, you know, some of the initiatives coming up that you have working on for She Transacts, but is there anything you want to close out with? Let the folks um, think about as, you know, we wrap up this episode. Yeah, I would love to just encourage everybody keep going. Uh, you know, things are difficult and we don't have all the answers, but by communicating with each other, by sharing things here, we just have to keep going and keep learning. So just know nobody has all the answers. There's no one place you're going to get everything, but by collaborating and working together. I mean, this is how we get through difficult times. Women are some of the most resilient entrepreneurs during a, a crisis. And uh, that's that's us right now. So I just root on all the women doing amazing work out there, all the minority founders who, you know, this is harder for all of us. And, and it is the way it is, but coming together, we could do so much more uh, through collaboration. So please, Think about who you can help uh, and how you can offer help to someone. When you think you don't have anything to help, you'd be so surprised. It could just be some words of confidence. It could just be something very small. So every day, ask yourself, like, how can I help someone? Or ask them, how can I help you? Thanks for that, Alexis. Um, and I'll add on to that, you know, in terms of uh, how you can help. Uh, it is Black History Month, so you know I always challenge everybody. You know, go to your local Black-owned business. Uh, if they're selling cookies, they're selling clothes, whatever their business model is, you know, just give them that one. You know, that one purchase. Go ahead and like their product, even if you don't like it. Make sure you get that feedback back to them. Uh, we're in an important time where business owners they're they're figuring things out. They need that feedback. That feedback is even currency in a lot of instances. So there's different ways that we can support uh, minority and underrepresented businesses in our communities. I appreciate Alexis for bringing that up. Yeah. This month in particular, it is Black History Month. So yeah. if you've got a local black business in your community, yeah. make sure you go out there and just, you know, give them a purchase. You know, make sure uh, we are all trying to make it out of 2020. We want to leave 2020 in the dust, leave it behind because we, we got some amazing things that we're working on for 2021 and beyond. Uh, I appreciate uh, Alexis for for uh, you know being my guest on this episode. We're curating this special list for you guys this year. You know, I hope that you know you guys got some amazing gems. Uh, looking forward to even highlighting some of the businesses that she transacts um, actually partners yes. with moving forward. So this is something we're going to make sure that we build and just keep building, right? We're, the north, we're, we're headed for our north star, right? At hundred million, hundred million. million subscribers. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm setting lofty goals as well, just like Alexis is. Um, so again, I appreciate you for hopping on uh, for episode, and to our viewers, thanks for tuning in to the Beyond Normal podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having. Thanks for tuning in to the Beyond Normal podcast. We can be streamed across all major streaming platforms, in addition to YouTube. Come back again. Wow.